for being best friends, dude. It's been way too long. <laughs> I know, man. Why, why are you what, just what, laughing? What are we doing? A podcast or something? <laughs> hey, 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 Myra. What's uh? Oh yeah, uh, what's happening? This is what this is the sneakiest podcast we've ever done. Where it's like Myron so and funny, Bri- man. <laughs> yeah, Myron and Brian are supposed to have a uh, a meeting, and instead Brian's like, "Hey, dude, uh, can we record you?" <laughs> That's one of those moments where you walk into a room and you go, "Why? Why are there? Why are there microphones here? Uh, <laughs> why is that bright light here? <laughs> that bright light is Myron." Oh, see, see what I did there. Look at this dude pulling his uh, microphone out. This professional microphone—he didn't even balk at it. He's just like, "Well, if we're recording a podcast, I need to pull out my <laughs> the better microphone." Oh man, I'm actually continually jealous that Rob and and Brian get to have regular meetings with you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm serious. No, he is. He's actually jealous. Yeah. Yeah, so Timmy and I are going to schedule um, some regular meetings with you. Okay. Wow. Yep. Do you hear the audio? The audio quality actually went way up. Huh. Did it? Yeah. That's cool. really nice. Hey, so Myron, Corey, and Timmy and I were just sitting in the room recording another podcast in which we're talking about sending ordinary, everyday people. Everyday people. What's that song? Isn't that, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. I probably shouldn't have done that. I think you nailed it. Um, so we, we just read through Acts 4, where Peter and John are before the Sanhedrin, and it says they knew that they were untrained, ordinary men, and they were astonished at their courage, and they knew that they had been with Jesus. And so we just recorded a podcast kind of finishing up a series about the shifts that we need to make in disciple-making movements about how we need to embrace the quote-unquote ordinary and sending ordinary people and believing in ordinary people. Corey, what would you add to that? Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I I was thinking of, so the first, maybe it was the second podcast we did with you a long time ago, um, and it was a scheduled podcast. It wasn't a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Got him. I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm jumping into something with uh KC and Stadia. We do a podcast. Sucker. We'll we'll get there. You said you have till noon. We'll get there. Uh, Okay. And so within that particular podcast back in the day, you told your story of how you started following Jesus uh, in prison. And then all of a sudden you're there, you're making disciples like, all right, you're the one there, you're doing it. And like kind of that, uh, defining the idea of ordinary, um, not as less or weak or dumb or any other negative words, but as an everyday person in an everyday place. And so like that, that's what I immediately thought of just in you sharing your story is that like, it's not like you went through seminary for, for four years before you were making disciples, right? You just, you just started going. So Dude, tell us about that. What does it What does it mean? What does it, What do you think of when you hear about us talk about ordinary people being disciple makers? Are we on? Yes, oh we're yeah, on. bro. You know we always record from the beginning. <laughs> Didn't you hear my podcast voice? <laughs> that question was a podcast question voice. Ordinary disciples. You know, when I think about um, discipleship, uh, I think we've 
we're 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 too credential heavy to mobilize normal Christians or normal missionaries. And I think, um, I think Jesus, okay. Jesus wasn't opposed to education. Right. If he was, he wouldn't have, um, you know, mobilized one of the most elite educators in, in, in the pharisaical world, Paul. Yep. But but even with that type of education, you have to first be humbled. Um, and that's what it, see, he certainly did with Paul. And so when we think about ordinary missionaries, we always have to take our cue from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so his idea of ordinary, normal, simple missionaries are the dudes who are like, he chose a Democrat or he, he could have been a Republican. Um, but you know, he chose a fisherman. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He chose the guy at the lake, like, um, you know, he chose. And so when I think about ordinary missionaries, he always chooses simple and he starts outside of the realm of religion, synagogue with everyday people. And so the people who are most who 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 are the who, who are the candidate for missionary work making disciples are those who are just trying to get by. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good. You, I mean, you made a couple of good points. Well, you made a handful of good points, but the two that uh, stood out to me, I think they were all good. I mean, they're all you know they're de- they're all decent, <laughs> like uh, podcast worthy at least. That like a lot of it was done outside of the religious box. Mm. I like that a lot, man. Like so, like you talk about ordinary in terms of disciple making and missionaries. Like that's that's definitely ordinary in the sense that it's not it's not inside the religious box. It's not you know it's it's defining the everyday people in that in that sense. Um, and the yeah the second second thing was the uh, what was what was the last thing you said? No, I just started rambling. Um, man, I gotta, gotta stop doing that on these podcasts. People that are just trying to get by. <laughs> People that are just trying to get by. I like that. And so, last podcast told a couple stories of really the best, some of the best disciple makers I have in our world are our guys who uh, have come out of jail, come out of addiction, and just transformation is the apologetic, right? Like they're such a good missionary because you can tell they've been with, they've been with Jesus, and they're still in some ways just trying to get by. You know, it's not like they've hit they've hit it and they make all this money and they've all the worldly success. Uh, and it's almost like it validates it even more that Jesus is enough every single day for them. And uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I love those are two really good points. I don't know if this is uh, I think I, I'm probably going at this too fast, so I might cut this out later. But oh, that was my head hitting. Um, <laughs> what what's the argument like when you look at at this guy right here on the screen? You know, Myron is on the, uh, you got your face all over the exponential web page and, you know, you're, you got all these businesses coming out underneath you and you lead Mission Church in Omaha and pretty much all in Nebraska worships you. So, like, you're not an ordinary dude. 
<laughs> okay, maybe the last part about all of Nebraska worship yeah, you is a little too far, but there like are some rural towns in Nebraska who would never have me on their stage. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you know, you you talked about Paul being humbled, but like, what is it? Like, I don't. I'm just being honest. Like when I look at you, I don't think, man, that's just an ordinary guy walking around. I, so I think like there's there's a reality that the people listening to this might be like. I mean, that's cool. I like your point, but y- you don't feel ordinary. You don't know my kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, no, no, really. And, and I, and I, okay. And so I've been thinking about this idea of somebody told me the other day, because I was telling them the things that I'm, I'm doing and, and and it asked me what I what I needed prayer for, and I said, "Hey, I need prayer for making decisions on what to say yes to or what to say no to. These are things that are going on in my life. These are things that I'm chasing." And he said something to me that I have never thought about myself. And he and he started to pray, and he started to say, "God, I just pray that He would steward His five talents." Mm. And I think there's something to be said about capacity. But regardless of whether or not you're one talent, two or five, we all still have the responsibility to make disciples. Paul did probably did more than, um, you know, probably did more than, let's say, James or Bartholomew or Judas, um, you know, you know, the you know, I always want to say the Republican, but the the, <laughs> the Judas, the politician, he he did he he probably Paul probably did more, but that didn't give Judas the right to abdicate his responsibility for disciple making. Mm. That's right, dude. That's right. I mean, doesn't that doesn't that go back to just the whole parable of the talents thing? You know, it's yeah. like you know, I think that's the that that's your was point. The point. Cut yeah. you off. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> literally the story brother, he was telling brother, brother listening <laughs> oh did you actually blatantly reference that yet yeah he said the five whether you have the one the two or the five the five <laughs> you were off thinking about your next point no so you know that makes me think about how jesus chose the <laughs> republicans to uh, <laughs> Do y'all cut this part out or do you leave it in? No, no all no. of this is going in. It's probably oh. going to be the opening of the show. <laughs> yeah. Brian makes anything I say stupid the opening of every <laughs> every show. Um, okay, the, okay. so yes, just like you said, Myron, it is uh, the, about the talents, about the five, about the one, about the three. But one of the most significant things a, 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 a spiritual mentor ever said to me was uh, we were driving back from some like – I think it was Urbana, actually, like a missions conference. And I'm driving back and this this guy's and it was I'll never forget it. And and he kinda looked at me and basically is that whole concept of, okay, are you faithful with little, you can be faithful with much. And if you've been given much, you're expected much type of thing. And, you know, and so like I don't know how deep to go in the capacity conversation and all that stuff, but it's like you're absolutely right on that the reason why ordinary is effective is because we're not asking we're not asking everyone to be everything we're asking them to be faithful in what god has has given them and that and that sounds ordinary but that's where things are reproduced that's where 
you know, the fruit happens on the ground. It's just like the everyday, everyday faithfulness, you know? So, uh, anyway, I don't know if you've thought about that, but it's, a, it's, a, it's like the talents, the five talents, the Jesus talent. I don't know if you guys have, have thought about <laughs> that yet. <laughs> you, you can only multiply ordinary. Yep. When, like when, when That's it's good. Yeah. When it's complicated, when it's, yeah. you know, like, Look at Jesus, man. He was the elite of the elites. And yet Philippians, Paul tells us in his letter to the Philippi, like, you know, like he lowered himself. He abased himself to show us what it's like to make disciples. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus could abase, even when he lived aboundedly, if that's a word, like (laughs) simple, simple is always better. And so I'm looking for the, that's why I love learning from you guys. Like simple, man, simple, 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 ordinary, ordinary, ordinary. Those things that, those are things that you can multiply. Oh, Brian and I both breathed in deeply and looked at each other. Who's going first? You going first? You talk last, so uh, I'll let you talk again. (laughs) I'm not tracking the logic, but I appreciate it. I just wanted to be like Jesus. That's so good. (laughs) All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm chilling in Kenya like four years ago. And there's uh, movement leaders all over the world uh, sitting at the feet of a bunch of guys where it's kind of it's kind of this base in Nairobi where they've sent, you know, uh, disciple makers. I mean, just crazy stuff. It's kind of this like this base of tons of movements all all up and down Africa. And uh, one of the guys who's actually uh, his name is Dave. And I'm trying to get him on a podcast sometime soon has been has seen incredible things globally in the Muslim world. Just incredible moves of God. And he does trainings all over the world, and they did this exercise. And I think I may have talked about it once before on a podcast, but uh, he got two of us, and uh, they moved all the desks out of the way, and like the it was a race. You're supposed to run to the end of the room and back, right? And so he's like, "All right, you guys ready? On your marks." And he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, stop!" And he walks to one guy, and he gives him like three three big books. He's like, "Okay, I'm ready. On your marks. Wait, 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 wait!" And he stops, and he he makes him carry this giant backpack. Right, and then he's about. He's like, "All right, one, two, wait, wait, wait," and he like makes him pick up one of the. They're like those little, like almost like elementary school desks, <laughs> and he makes him pick up this desk. Right, <laughs> so he's got these books, he's got this desk, he's got this backpack, and he's like, "All right, go." And then the race. I mean, they like, run back, and obviously, the dude not carrying anything kills him. And he's like, "We in our in our disciple making efforts, ask people to carry all this stuff. Who's gonna win? Like, who's gonna who's going to be able to reproduce or win? It's the one that's not having the." carry all this extra baggage. Um, and so, yes, I'm with you 100% is that ordinary things multiply in all forms, but also on the very base level, disciple making is the same way. It's like we throw all this extra stuff on and it's not going to, it's not going to multiply, but you, you just run free. You start with the word of God. You start with obedience, you know, like you're able to, uh, you're able to multiply disciple making base level in the same way. Yeah. The, what I was going to say is, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this story of the five talents, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, that one got me. Sorry. <laughs> when you, uh, when you talk about, <laughs> when you talk about, sorry, no, I can't, I got the giggles. <laughs> when you talk about not abdicating, um, your disciple making responsibilities, if you're the one, I think there's a soul care piece in this as well. Mm-hmm to let the good news uh, be over you and not 
long to be the five either. Uh, like I think that's part of the multiplication factor uh, for us is, you know, in a culture where we do celebrate extraordinary all the time and every, you know, it's like live your dream and anyone can be president, which isn't true. Um, not not to be the downer there, uh, but you know, just like the the whole idea of that kind of thing of longing to I, I'm I'm just a one and man, I want to be a five. What do I have to, if I, if I'm just faithful in this, then maybe I can be the five, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I just think there's a burden that we put on ourselves to become more in that multiplication too. So, um, yeah. So Myron, why don't you tell us maybe a couple of stories? What does it mean to, uh, to lean into the ordinary in Omaha. What are some, some stories of people that have come out of that because you've leaned into this kind of mentality? Yeah, I think the pandemic has um, flattened all of us to normalcy in terms of like what's important. And, and I think what's really important, I've been thinking about this, that the landscape for disciple making is always life on life. And it's the context for learning and uh, so I'm doing life with a guy. Um, I think I mentioned that, mentioned him before. I don't know if the dude who did 10 years for pimping. Mm. I don't, yeah, I, so, not on this podcast, I don't think. Yeah, I don't recall that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a friend who did 10 years, man. And, uh, you know, he was in the pimp game, man. Like, he was a gangbanger, but he was pimping. He decided to put gangbanging up, down, and pick pimping up. Anyway, he got caught um did 10 years and probably over a year ago he got out and uh our lives intersected you know um at the gym i was at the gym one day i saw him he saw me we it's like we saw a ghost because we both know what we were in back in the day and uh and a few days before that one of his friends had said hey man you he'd ask about me he said man what's myron up to and and uh it's like, man, you wouldn't believe it, man. Myron is a pastor. And he said, no way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then a couple of days later, we intersected at the gym. And uh, that intersection uh, turned into um, him joining our, our fellowship, man, our family, our spiritual family. And uh, him joining our spiritual family ended up um, resulting in him and I doing life together. And uh, that led to me discipling him, still am. Uh, that led to him joining our, our entrepreneurial um, program uh, that resulted in him launching a business uh, that resulted in, in me uh, facilitating his wedding, <laughs> like, uh, just life stuff. And, and now uh, you know, he's, he's killing it. And, and, you know, he's in one of our hope houses. Um, and, uh, and it's just a beautiful story of like what God can do when, when you just, I think friendship is underrated. Mm. Um, and we don't oftentimes put that into the equation of disciple making. And so he's my friend, you know? And, And so, uh, what do friends do? Like they take care of one each one another, and um, so I'm just I'm just glad to call him friend, man. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, we talked a lot about that on the last episode we recorded. Just in the in the sense of we have to make 
ordinary things extraordinary. We have to celebrate that, you know, when we have a conversation with, with our kid, that's a part of their their formation towards Jesus. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. <laughs> so Sorry, I was struck- trying to tell a story. He's struggling <laughs> over there. I'm like, he's either got emotional or I'm <laughs> weeping. There was yeah. like something right in the back of my throat. Yeah. I was like, does it sound like I'm crying? Cause that- no, dude, just no, let it out, man. Uh, what comes up, come out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Uh, I was actually thinking about a story with my son the other night. He, um, uh, the oldest one, he just, I can't remember what he did. But the way that he spoke to Kristen, I just absolutely lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know, like I like I needed to come to her defense in some sort of a way. Yeah. And I could feel this like, I don't know, just something rise up in me. And I was like, calm down. And I just could not. I was yeah. over the top. And I walked away from it after, you know, losing it on him. And when I came back around a few minutes later, I was like, okay, so now that I've done more damage uh, to what has happened, you know, then now I've got a lot more work to do. And so I, I put him in the, um, in the car. I had to go run an errand. And I, so I was like, you know, get in the car, let's go. You know, we're in the car driving around and man, we just had this super ordinary conversation but one that I thought was sort of at the pinnacle of my parenting where I was confessing to him that I'm sorry, that that is no way for me to treat you. Mm. And uh, we were discussing why we would have these attitudes towards each other. And is this the healthy fruit that Jesus wants us to produce in each other? And I told him, I was like, you know, one of my greatest fears is that you would grow up and we wouldn't be best friends. Mm. Mm. And, um, and I said, if if I continue to treat you like this, we won't be. Mm. And I said, I just want to be, I I used one of his friend's names and I said, I just want to be as close to you as you are to him. And he goes, Papa, we are. And I was like, uh, I just like started laughing. I was like, man, that, what greater compliment could you Mm. give me? And, and we talked about how let's let Jesus produce good fruit in us and make sure that, you know, I was like, what can we do? I said, I asked him what, what happened? that you needed to respond to your mom like that. And he told me what it was. So, But he framed it this way. He said, she told me this, and I thought it was a bigger deal than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, <laughs> that is super mature. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, what you did in response to her, I thought was a bigger deal than it actually mm-hmm. was. I said, what mm-hmm. can we do the next time one of us thinks? that the problem is bigger than it is like what's a cue Mm. that we can trigger and so we came up with something but it was like walking away i was like this is the kind of stuff that i just have to do over and over and over Mm. and over with him yeah for the formation of a disciple Mm. and that's that when we talk about sending ordinary people this is the kind of ordinary stuff that we have to Mm -hmm. elevate you're a really Mm -hmm. good snapper I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a good father, too. Sorry, that's more applicable. You're a good father <laughs> and a good snapper. I mean it. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, did you have another thing for Myron? I mean, 
I got other things. I don't know if it's specifically from Myron. So I've always want to listen to what Myron has to say, but I also feel <laughs> like we at some point should end this. So we apologize to him about sneaking him onto a podcast and you can get on your <laughs> other meeting. But I, I do wonder if there's like almost like the final thoughts, Myron type of thing. Like you hear, you hear us talk about all this stuff and is, you know, what do our people in Kansas city need to hear? Well, and before you, as, as you're formulating some of those thoughts, I do want to hear from you on like, I think your network is full of ordinary people. I mean, I just, I know the stories that you tell and you got that one that's life on life. And it's like, that's got to be a value. I'm assuming. I'm just curious also how you talk about that with people in the mission church, in that network, um, in Omaha of like, you know, how do you look at the people that you believe in and you go, you are, like as much as this is encouraging, you are so ordinary, and that's why I believe in you so deeply. Yeah. Well, the reality is we're not even ordinary, bro. We're under ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a part of Myron's network, disregard. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to this. We podcast. are like under ordinary, underqualified, underdog, overlooked. Like yeah, yeah. we're not even ordinary, man. Ordinary is for regular people like we are jacked up <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. man i'm sorry to cut you off but that is that's really standing out to me as profound that like at some level yeah. a lot of people assume i'm not ordinary i'm on track to be extraordinary uh-huh. or whatever you know what i mean like uh-huh. in our conversation there was a little bit of the privilege of well you know we're ordinary yeah. and then your first comment is like Oh, well, that's that's cool that you guys feel that way about yourself. Let yeah. me tell you what <laughs> the people from my network feel no, about themselves. No, that's a really themselves. good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, we feel under ordinary. I should write a book about that. <laughs> <laughs> under ordinary. Hey, when you do, we'll have you back on yeah. <laughs> to promote it. We'll schedule it. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how under ordinary people do extraordinary things. <laughs> so how do you speak to under ordinary people? in that way in what way i mean how do you how do you help them see just the the inherent beauty and worth that jesus sees in them to say like you may feel under ordinary uh but but you do extraordinary things i think that's the power of um demonstrated uh testimony like you know, when when you become when when you become what Paul talks about is like God takes the 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 horrible under ordinary things of the world and confounds the wise with it. I think that's what like Jesus found the under ordinary, didn't he? Like he he found um, like the 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 woman at the well. He found like and and what did he do with her? He 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 helped facilitate a conversation that allowed her to see how valuable mm. she really was. And most of the time, I mean, I was, with, I was with my friend yesterday. I've been discipling him for years and like, he just got out of jail. Like he goes on, he goes to jail every month for vacation and, <laughs> and, and gets out and does some meth <laughs> like, and then shows up with a Bible 30 minutes before I'm supposed to do a podcast. I had no idea I was doing like, <laughs> That's my life, but he's under ordinary. And yet he's he told me, he's like, yeah, I'll be back to peruse your library and 
study the Bible. I'm like, okay, but you just got out of jail and you're on meth right now as we speak. <laughs> like, but okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so, I, you know, like it's, it's, man, how do we help people? How do we help under ordinary people see that they have extraordinary value? And like, so anyway, he told me, he said yesterday, well, yeah, yesterday, when I was helping him move out of his apartment, <laughs> that he like dismantled the the uh, the whole um, what do you call that? Uh, um, what do you call that? The 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 uh, ventilation system. The dude like dismantled the whole. I'm like, dude, you gotta stop doing drugs, bro. You know. Um, but he said we were in a truck together. And he was like. He's like, I'll be looking for you to give me an answer. <laughs> He's like, and I said, I I have more questions, you know. And and I said, sometimes you don't need my answer. Sometimes you need my ear. And uh, and so that kind of really floored him, you know. And and, and so like, I think we got to take it back to Jesus. Like he did more question asking than anything. Help people discover like. Man, you have more value than you realize, and, and 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 the more I can get you to see not only who you are but who I am, the more of an asset you become. You from where you to, to the people that you're supposed to go back to. So, mm, yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but how I hear it, it's like it, it's Jesus is the one who validates and gives worth, you know, and and so sometimes it's actually the uh, unordinary, less than ordinary, whatever we're we're, we're describing it. when we encounter that kind of Jesus. Um, and we're given that kind of worth, that's when like this boldness and this confidence surges out of us. And so I was thinking of this story and I think I've shared it before on this podcast, but like a bunch of our guys who um, were getting one day, we're doing a bunch of baptisms and we partnered with this church, a larger church partnership that we have where they, they go once a year to a lake and baptize people. So we brought all of our guys and a lot of guys who've uh, run similar journeys, uh, Myron as some of your friends that you're describing. And I just loved it because it starts off with all the, like these pastors are the ones who are baptizing people one by one or whatever. And it came to like all of our guys and all they've ever known is, Hey, we get to play the game. We get to participate. Jesus made us worthy. So all of a sudden they're out there and they're grabbing the other hand and they're dunking people. And it's just like the, mm-hmm. it was so fun to watch because these pastors, they didn't know what to do with it, but it was so awesome. You know, it's a bunch of people who are just like transformed, radically want to follow Jesus. They're the, uh, yeah, they're they're not quite the same church people that were, you know, in the lake around us. And uh, and I just I think of that. It's like w- there's a boldness that comes um, when you're when you experience Jesus, who says you are worth it, right? And they validate that. And so I just again, it's it's going back to this concept of ordinary what it is, what it isn't. And, and for us, when we say ordinary, it's actually, it's such a compliment because we're, we're, it's validating Jesus and in, in the power of Jesus in a way that's so, man, so much more effective when people look at the lives. It's like, oh yeah, man, you've been with Jesus. Yeah. I just want to end it with encouraging wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, to, to celebrate that Jesus is right there with you. You don't have to go anywhere to find him. You don't have to, um, to exit the world where you are, the place where he has sent you, the people that you live among to find him, to be with him. Sending the ordinary back into the everyday places is like, we're not sending anybody. We're all already there. Mm. Let's just be fully there 
with Jesus in that place. And uh, I just want to encourage you all to take some time today and read the uh, the parable of the talents. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Underground Podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.